You are listening to a podcast from The National. The first Saudi Arabian princess to be appointed a United Nations goodwill ambassador, Dr. Reem Al Saud has long had significant involvement in promoting youth and women's issues, particularly the development of females in the workforce. Based in New York, Dr. Reem is a passionate advocate of the UN's 17 Sustainable Development Goals, which are dedicated to tackling global problems for the betterment of all humanity. This is the Business Extra podcast. My name's Chris Nelson, and this week Dr. Reem joined us on the line from New York to discuss some of these issues, particularly the UN goal of reducing gender inequality in the worldwide workforce. Very warm welcome, Dr. Reem. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Christian, for having me, and uh, it's a pleasure to be uh, to talk to you. Well, thanks to you too. Um, I thought we'd start. Uh, you're obviously heavily involved with the UN. Um, the UN has, uh, as I understand it, 17 sustainable development goals, um, including, of course, a major plank being re- uh, reducing gender inequality. Um, I wonder, is there an order in which those goals need to be hit uh, uh, in order to achieve the overall ambition of what they are and, and indeed what uh, what they are? Well, um, um, that's a great question. Uh, well, we do have 17 goals. These 17 goals cover, uh, generally speaking, three different areas of sustainable development, and these are environment, the um, um, economy, and uh, social so in order to achieve sustainable development, all of these elements have to be um, have to work together. So you can't achieve sustainable development with focusing on one versus the other. And uh, the difference between the sustainable development goals or the SDGs versus the MDGs is that um, uh, the MDGs. The, sorry, Doctor, in the end, the M- Millennium Development uh, Goals. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So. Um, in that um, we have 17 very uh, ambitious goals where um, all member states have agreed in 2015 to work towards uh, achieving them. Now, there isn't a specific order in which they should be uh, achieved or realized, but however they are in a particular order, um, you know, each goal has an order. For example, goal um, number one is... um, uh, no poverty. Goal number two is zero hunger. The ones that are, the one that specifically addresses gender is goal fifteen, uh, which is gender equality. However, gender is uh, what we call a cross-cutting issue, mm-hmm. um, which is um, addressed and mainstreamed across all seventeen goals. So it's it's um, a vital element of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. To what extent, uh, obviously the deadline is, is um, nominally 2030 to hit these goals. Um, yeah. Is the UN on track mm-hmm. right now to, to uh, achieve that? I mean, every year uh, in uh, July, we have what we call the High Level Political Forum, uh, HLPF in short, where member states volunteer to showcase their commitment toward these goals. So um, Saudi Arabia presented its uh, voluntary national review last year, and um, you know countries are encouraged to to uh, volunteer and showcase a progress um, every year if they can. So the high-level political forum um, is divided into two segments. So the mm-hmm. first week 
we cover uh, thematic areas. So, for example, um, last year the theme was um, uh, transformation towards sustainable and resilient societies. So we would focus on the goals or the themes that address that. Because, um, I mean, all the goals are interconnected, mm -hmm. but the idea to thematize them and member states have agreed to do so because it is such an ambitious agenda and it was probably going to be very overwhelming for everyone, also due to a uh, lack of uh, technical capacities in um, many member states, especially developing countries, to work towards these goals. So the idea was to compartmentalize them and not necessarily address them, uh, not because they are separate, but because to make it easier to, to, uh, to, to realize these goals. So the first week of the high-level political forum is a global overview of where we are with these goals, regardless of, of each country. And then the second week is basically where member states um, present their, their, uh, what they have done to realize these goals. And I think we are um, hopefully uh, moving towards uh, um, uh, hopefully realizing the, the, the 2030 agenda. I mean, the world uh, poverty rate um, is now, uh, I believe, 10% of what it used to be in the 90s. So there are less people living below um, $1.9 a day. Mm -hmm. And that is the number one uh, goal of the uh, of the sustainable development goals, which is to, to reduce po extreme poverty. Mm -hmm. um, if, if all the goals were achieved by the 2030 deadline, um, specifically from an economic point of view, how, how might that um, uh, add to global GDP? I mean, um, I would say, for example, if, if women uh, were to realize uh, their full potential and they were fully incorporated in the labor market, uh, I think it would add, uh, if I remember, $28 trillion and a 26% increase in the global G GDP, yes, the dollars by 2025. So mm -hmm. by 2030, it would probably be higher, definitely. Mm -hmm. That's a, a, that is a lot of money. Um, relating yes. <laughs> <laughs> relating specifically to um, uh, the reducing uh, gender equality goal, um, some research mm -hmm. from City shows that uh, if over the next twenty years or so that was uh, there was a significant reduction in gender inequality, it would add around six percent to the uh, GDP of advanced countries. Um, Say, say, let's take that as 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 uh, so. Um, how much could the same uh, be added to emerging economies over the same time? Uh, I don't have those figures uh, right now, but I believe it would definitely uh, make a huge difference because, um, I mean, in the case of Saudi Arabia, for example, mm -hmm. as an emerging economy, we have. Uh, a large number of unemployment for women. And as part of Vision uh, 2030, we are aiming to increase women's labor force participation from 22% to 30% by, um, by, by 2030. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, women's low labor force participation and, and unemployment is, uh, is a major issue in, in emerging economies. Saudi Arabia and the GCC as well. I mean, due to um, the social climate mainly. But I think um, as, as part of Vision 2030, 
the kingdom is uh, taking steps to eliminate all the obstacles to uh, to women realizing their full potential and full capacity. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a, a definite sort of commonality between the UN's uh, SDGs and and indeed Saudi Arabia's Vision 2030. Um, well, definitely. I mean, um, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Uh, yeah. If, if, if I may add. Uh, um, you know the uh, the sustainable development goals i guess is a um yes it is a global goal and it uh, and it is a great reminder for member states to uh reflect back on how they are developing nationally but also address um regional concerns and global concerns so uh, I guess one of the main differences between the, the Sustainable Development Goals and the Millennium Development Goals is that the Sustainable Development Goals really focuses on partnerships. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we cannot achieve sustainable development if we are working in silos and working um, and not cooperating with each other. So partnership is actually goal 17, and it is the only goal that is, annually reviewed every year since the start of the uh since the adoption of the of the agenda in uh, 2015 mm-hmm. and what might be some examples of, of uh, the successful implementation of such a partnership yeah so um in the case of saudi arabia for example a partnership could be um you know technical collaboration and sharing of expertise um there's a concept in the UN that we call um, uh, technology transfer mechanism. So um, sharing uh, uh, advancements in technology between developed and developing countries to mitigate climate change, for example. Uh, Humanitarian aid and development aid is also considered um, uh, as part of partnership. So for example, um, I think Saudi Arabia in the past Ten years have uh, contributed over 33 billion dollars. Um, I think this was as of 2018. Mm-hmm. So this year is probably going to be higher in developmental aid, humanitarian assistance, emergency relief through the UN um, as part of uh, um, multilateral cooperation and also in bilateral in bilateral aid. Um, Another example was a partnership was last year I, um, um, as part of a partnership between Saudi Arabia and Colombia, I was invited by the uh, Colombian government to give a workshop in uh, urban governance Mm -hmm. to uh, post-conflict youth. So basically... um, um, helping them understand the dynamics of urbanization, urban planning, urban governance, how to engage um, with their governments in um, sharing their concerns and needs of what they want to have in their cities, as well as uh, exploring challenges, solutions, and also soft skills training. So it could be um, as large scale as a $33 billion uh, aid, or it could also be you know, technical uh, and sharing of knowledge and um, uh, human capital development between two countries. Mm-hmm. So it, it can go in many ways. Yeah. Um, from a, a, a sort of an individual business perspective, um, 
how can reducing gender inequality benefit from a commercial level? Um, given that, uh, you know, at the moment, as I, th- I believe there's been a gap, a pay gap uh, between men and women um, on average is 20, 25%. So for an individual company mm-hmm. to close that pay gap is could well be a significant investment. Um What's what's what would what is the commercial driver behind making that investment, and how can it be? Uh, how can a return on that investment be um, be measured or, or seen? Um, I mean, obviously, uh, women represent fifty percent of society. So, if you are um, only focusing on employing fifty percent and not the other, there. Are, you are not uh, um, uh, reaping the benefits of, um, you know, what could, uh, how your business can grow. I mean, studies have shown numerous times that uh, engaging women uh, not only increases revenue, you'll you'll get greater um, innovation, increased uh, employee engagement, productivity, commitment. And um, I believe companies um, that have... um, you know, that employ women, I believe, in senior management positions score higher in, um, in organizational performance. I think it's important to, um, I think, especially for uh, emerging economies um, that probably don't necessarily still realize the benefits of, of engaging women mm-hmm. is to, um, I guess, clarify the connection between diversity and what are the intended business uh, business outcomes. I think this is something that we are we are lacking in our part of the world. And for a very long time, uh, women have been perceived as a um, as a burden as opposed to um, an asset to 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 any company. Um, worldwide, what what example would you give of a company that has proactively engaged in um, reducing gender inequality, uh, and perhaps how how has it the benefit manifested itself? Um, I believe, I mean, uh, for for the um, Fortune five hundred companies, I believe um, only five. Five percent of the CEOs are women, mm-hmm. but however, uh, um, I believe that at least twenty-five percent of uh, um, these companies have women in senior management positions, and uh, they're not in the you know Fortune five hundred companies mm-hmm. if they didn't have these women as uh, um, um, you know in senior management. Most of the the you know tech companies in uh, now the Googles and the Facebooks and the Ubers a lot of them do have uh, women in senior management. I mean they're not necessarily the CEOs of the company, but they definitely bring in a um, a, a very important gender perspective to the uh, growth of the company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um- Obviously, it's one of the UN's major planks, re- reducing uh, gender inequality by 2030. But how and uh, when, by when, will do you, do you think uh, gender inequality not just be reduced, but be eliminated? Oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's a very uh, that's a very tricky question. So the um, simply because. Um, 
I mean, in, a, in an ideal world, yes, we would love to, to eliminate gender inequality, but mm-hmm. I believe we need uh, both men and women to be equally to be equally engaged in this process and also a shift in the attitudes of of um, society like i said from uh, viewing women as not as a burden but but as an asset mm-hmm. so as part of the sustainable development goals so goal number 5 is reducing gender inequality um each goal has a set of targets and each target has an indicator so basically you know almost similar to the smart goal so how do we make sure that these are measurable and and how do we know that we have achieved those goals by 2030 so for example um the indicators are reviewed every year and refined because you know changes changes in the social and political climate do definitely uh, affect um, um, you know how we define these indicators and I also believe that if we do not have if countries and member states do not have ambitious you know they set their own um, um, targets mm-hmm. and and indicators because the, the UN's yes are specific but they are kept uh, relatively general because different countries have um, um, you know are at different places uh, yeah. politically socially economically so I think it all depends on the uh, countries and how they set their their own targets and how ambitious they are and serious they are about change. Mm-hmm. Also, um, the 2030 agenda engages um, the private sector and civil society. So because it's such an ambitious agenda, countries cannot take, uh, cannot complete or reach or realize these goals on their own. So we have to engage everyone. And at the UN every year uh, with the high-level political forum, um, businesses and civil society also present their own contributions towards these goals. So, um, what, what, this is a very tricky question. Yeah. yeah. What, what um, can you think of, you know, a, a specific company that uh, exemplifies that um, push towards uh, uh, reducing gender equality and, and uh, almost as a, um, you know, a flag bearer for that, for that uh, goal number five? Can you think of a uh, a particular company that yeah. that you would cite as as being uh, specifically um, good at that. Yeah, um, nothing honestly comes to mind right now. But what I would say is, uh, for companies um, or even uh, countries or policymakers to think of reducing gender equality, they have to address women's needs in three different ways. So. Um, and I believe this is a UNDP um, categorization of uh, projects that address women's needs. So you need women-specific projects and women uh, projects that have a women component mm-hmm. and also mainstreaming gender into existing policies. And I think if you are, uh, companies or policymakers or governments are aware of the three different ways of addressing women's needs, I think it will make it easier to um, 
to make sure uh, uh, women's full economic participations are 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 realized. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, if we were to talk about women-specific projects, these are projects that are exclusively um, designed for women. So, for example, in Saudi Arabia, when before uh, women started to drive, and I believe this this policy is still available now, uh, which is a, a transportation subsidy for women. So women who cannot afford their own car or who are unable to afford public transportation, this uh, helps them to go to and from work. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, women and component... Pro- sorry, carry on, yeah. Dr. Um, yeah, for example, women component uh, projects are um, projects that have uh, um, separate... Uh, um, activities for men uh, or men and women. And when I say activities, I mean generic. Uh, I mean generally all resources for men and women. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, if a um, I mean in a society, if you have like Saudi Arabia, when you still have segregation, um, sometimes job postings for men are wo- and women are going to be very different, but they're all aiming to reduce unemployment. Mm-hmm. And mainstreams is, um, I would say it is a means to an end and not necessarily an end itself. So being mindful of uh, um, gender differences from, from the get-go. So, for example, um, being mindful uh, of how Certain policies affect women uh, and men differently, and incorporating that into the policy design. Mm. So, um, yeah. So, I think that in order to uh, to um, I mean, these, these three elements will help um, achieving uh, goal number five. Okay. Um, finally, Dr. Reem. What would your advice be to um, the women listening to this podcast uh, about how best to achieve, uh, not only within this region, but in general, because obviously uh, we Mm -hmm. we, uh, have a global audience, um, to achieving their own uh, career ambition? Um, I would say, um, you know, uh, and this is statistically proven that more women than men suffer the imposter syndrome. So what is that? You, so imposter syndrome is basically uh, thinking that you are not good enough for okay. a particular job. So there are more women that will apply for a job that is less than their capabilities or accept a lower pay grade because they believe that they are not good enough for their job, whereas um, men will go for jobs that are even, that they're not necessarily, I wouldn't say qualified for, but they don't necessarily have all the um, skills for that particular job and will always negotiate. So I think that... um, women have to uh, lean in and and believe in themselves and um, I would say um, you know they, they are as capable as men to to achieving anything and 
you know, the 2030 agenda, if you go to sustainabledevelopment.un.org, there are so many different resources for how women can um, engage in goal five or any other goal. And there are tools to, to, to help them um, also um, create their own communities and, and, and support each other. To, uh, not just for personal goals, but also for the goals of their own communities. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Reem, thank you very, very much uh, for your time this afternoon. That's uh, been um, it's been really interesting uh, looking at what is, of course, a, a massive ambition, um, but um, obviously a lot of very dedicated people involved in in seeing that come to fruition. Um, it's been uh, interesting uh, talking about the uh, the commercial role of of um, reducing gender inequality. Um, and it it looks as if we're on the right path so so that's great and it's good to hear about so thank you very much for your time this afternoon dr thank you Kristen. have a great day many thanks to dr reem al saud for that look at the issues surrounding the role of women in the workplace and thanks also to kevin jeffers our production editor my name's chris nelson that was the business extra podcast join us again next week